Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. I am Lisa Gar, and it is great to be with you tonight. Happy New Year to everyone listening. And everyone's talking about the New Year's resolutions. But what does that have to do with us, and are they real? Have you ever gone through an area of your house where you've cleaned something or cleared something, and it just feels better, and you know that the energy changes when you do something like that? Well, sometimes it doesn't take that much. Just maybe repositioning a desk or removing something or adding a candle to the right place. This is something that has to do with that ancient art of feng shui. And joining me tonight is a master of feng shui, Marie Diamond. She is the star of the worldwide phenomenon, The Secret, and a global best-selling author, one of the planet's premier transformational leaders. And she's here today to talk about her brand new book from Hay House and a Peacock Network TV show called How to Feng Shui Your Life. And along with a million students over the past 30 years that Marie Diamond has taught, she is going to help us understand how we can reposition our lives to create the destiny that we'd like. So we'll be right back with Marie Diamond right after the break. I'm Lisa Gar. You're listening to Coast to Coast AM. Welcome back to Coast to Coast AM. My guest tonight is Marie Diamond, and she is one of the world phenomenon transformational masters, I should say, of Feng Shui. And this is the beautiful art, and it's a very ancient art, of um, placement. And it is something that has been shown to redirect energies for many, many years. And I'm really excited about Marie joining us because not only does she have um, these ancient art forms mastered, but she's also put it into an app, which is super easy to use, that has a built-in compass so you can take the guesswork out of all of this and learn where to place items that really can help move and shift energy in your life. Welcome, Marie. Thank you so much for joining me. That's so wonderful to be with you, Lisa, with all the listeners. Hello. So I, um, first of all, Happy New Year. Is there any specific tradition that you do during the transition of the year, a brand new year, that helps you reset things? Yeah, I always do like a lot of clearing, you know, just looking at everything what I don't want for the rest of the year. Like so that all the things from 2023 organize it and um and clear whatever I don't need for 2024. And then of course I make my vision board because that's something I've seen works amazingly. Does is there a specific energy in 24 that we should be aware of that we want to enhance or diminish? Well, you know, we are in Chinese astrology, we're getting into the wooden dragon year. And the wooden dragon year is really all about following your passion and really live your purpose. So in, when you write your goals or you have your New Year's resolutions, really focus on what you're passionate about, what you really want to be on purpose, what's your focus. So that's something I would suggest to everybody. And so it's probably been on people's minds a lot because it's January and a great chance to start new beginnings. And it can really start to make you think about passion, purpose, what you want to change or do differently. Let's talk um, a little bit about how Feng Shui would make something like that happen or enhance 
your passion or your purpose? What is this ancient art of feng shui? Well, you know, feng shui means literally wind and water. So it's all about flow of energy. And I would say most people are aware of there's some energy to certain places. They come to a, a certain place and they're like, oh, I like it here. There's a good vibe. And then they keep hanging out there. And then there's another place, could be a restaurant that looks amazingly aesthetically, but they just like, yeah, it's not a great vibe. Let's not keep staying here. Mm -hmm. So we have that instinctively somehow, but feng shui is really an energy system that has been around for more than 3,000 years. And I always kind of say, you can compare it a little bit with like acupuncture, you know, Tai Chi, Qigong, there actually there are systems that look at the energy flow of your body. And feng shui is really looking at the energy flow of your greater body around you, that is your home, and how it affects your body, how it affects your mind, how it affects how you feel. And so for thousands of years, people have started looking into how the wind would affect you. So in the beginning, I would say it was just about the location of a house. You know, if the house was close to water, if it was protected from the wind, and more and more, you know, I would say the feng shui masters, I, I think in originally there were shamans from the Chinese uh, um, country, I would say, that you would just look into, like, what is it all affecting the longevity of people? Because the first focus was health. It was not money or relationships. And then later on, they start seeing that also what is inside the house, the colors, the way you position things, would really affect people's mindset. So it is actually, I call it like a three-dimensional vision board that you're creating all around you, and it's all affecting you on a subconscious level. How much does clutter have to do with that? Um, you can always tell, you know, when you clean something or um, you clean house and it always feels really good, it's always really clear, but what does the clutter actually do? Well, yeah, I think a lot of people experience that, that when they declutter, when they reorganize things, they feel like, there's a, a better vibe, a better energy field in the space that they have done that. But you have to understand, we are not just physical bodies. We have energy fields. And even a house has an energy field. And so when you organize something, you actually create um, peace in yourself. So when there's chaos around you, a lot of clutter, when you look at it, through the mirror neurons in our in our brain, we actually reflect that back within ourselves. And so we become more chaotic in our mindset or in our feelings. And so whenever is everything is clean and organized, we feel that more at peace and calmness because that is what's reflected within ourselves. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it makes perfect sense. When you go into a space that's very inviting, it's usually very clear. Now, can you tell me a little bit about how you got into this? How did you begin your journey into feng shui? Yeah. Well, my journey went quite early. I was 15, and when I, for the first time, heard about the concept feng shui, and you have to understand I'm originally from Belgium, so I'm a guest in the Asian culture. Um, I come from a, a Catholic family, so we were not so much into that, but I was always very connected in with energy, and I could feel very well the vibration of places and people. I was a very sensitive, I think probably a high sensitive child. And it's only after a near-death experience that I had um, when I was 15 that I talked to somebody who was like a mentor to me. And I asked, why did I 
attract this bad luck because it was not the first accident I had in a couple of years. It was like my third accident. I almost killed my. And so wow. it was interesting. They, the mentor told me, I think you have bad feng shui. And it was like the first time I heard this word. And of course, uh, you know, a good student, I was looking it up in the libraries, couldn't find anything about yep. it. Right? It didn't exist 45 years ago. And, um, but I, you know, I understood that it had to do with my location. And the place where I slept was in the north side of the house. There was no sunshine coming in. I was very depressed there. And so I asked my parents to move to the west side. But I also understood later on that it was one of my best directions. Mm. When this would still come in uh, in the evening, I felt more joyful, more happy. And my life really shifted. And I changed also the images, the colors around it. Um, I, I painted it in orange and white, which is still one of my favorite colors. And I changed the images. Like I, I did hang images of romance and images of friends hanging out. So from being a very lonely, very bullied child mm. at 15, I really got like my first love. Like, I had friends. The bullies stopped bullying me. There was this big shift happening. And I was just so much more happier. So I knew the only thing I really changed was my environment. Huh. And so that's how I started. That is amazing. So you had a, a lot of accidents and even an NDE at a very young age and discovered Feng Shui and changed the decor in your room and your life changed? That yes. is amazing. <laughs> what a story. I mean, well, you know, and that yeah. was many decades ago. And here, I mean, it, it was almost like the strangest way to find your destiny. It was. And, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that was so bad. I'm like, oh, no, thank God I had that accident, right? Because it, I found my purpose there, right? Mm -hmm. And um, but also when I was in the near-death experience, I, I really went to the other side and I was giving there a message that I had to go back to enlighten more than 500 million people. Now, I have to tell you, I had no idea what that meant. So I would say if I would be bored now and it would be 50 now, I would start a TikTok account. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I the only thing I could do is try to be of service to my community, to my church, to my school. So I tried to really make a difference in people's lives. But of course, I had no idea at that time that feng shui would be one of the aspects how I would help people change their lives. How have you, you said you're a guest in the Asian culture and this is a primarily Asian art form. How have you been received in that culture? Well, I think it started with, uh, first of all, being accepted by a grandmaster, of, uh, a Chinese grandmaster in Malaysia when I was 31 years old that accepted me as his student. I think that was the first step. Mm. Um, and he, um, you know, wanted to spread the art form to Europe. And I was his first European student. So for me, that was like um, a, a really beautiful. And uh, when I started studying with him, I mean, it made all so much sense to me. I always say, like, I've probably in previous lifetimes have uh, really connected with that culture because everything he explained just made so much sense because I have a very analytical mind. I, You know, before I was 30, I had already a career as an international lawyer. So I was really like, oh. Oh, oh wow. 
<laughs> right? So, um, and I have to be honest, I've been very well received. I have a lot of uh, Asian clients. Of course, it's different because um, it's not my lineage, literally, from my family or from my culture, but sometimes somebody that looks into the culture and sees like how it relates with other things. I feel like I really brought it together with the law of attraction, brought together with the mindset, um, really start understanding how it connected with the quantum physics field, um, with neurology, with um, you know kinesiology. So I started really bringing like East and West um, holistic experiences together in what I then call the Diamond Feng Shui School. Ah, so, I mean, it's interesting because this is the year of passion and purpose. And you just told us this wonderful story of how you unfolded your passion and purpose. And it was very unintuitive that you would be a Feng Shui master based on your upbringing in Belgium and your history and so forth. But, and even even your career as a lawyer, but look what you've done. You've created this, this system and now tell me what is the diamond method and how is that different or how does it enhance the uh, ancient art of feng shui? Well, I'm a traditionally classic uh, trained feng shui master. So I use what the the Asian feng shui masters are using of the compass school, the flying stars, landscape feng shui, water dragon formulas, so all the ancient knowledge. Um, but what I, I think, was able to do, and that's what the Diamond Feng Shui School is about, is to really see how it creates an energetic profile based on your birthday and then make it very simple to use. Because, you know, I'm somebody that is very good in putting the dots together and, and make systems that are very, you know, I would say complex to make it very easy to use. That's kind of, I think, my one of my gifts in my life. And so when I started understanding how it works, I remember when I was studying with my grandmaster, at the end of the day, I was telling the other students how it worked because I just, I got it. Uh. And so I think that's kind of my greatest gift. And I started also working with a lot of specific colors because I really do believe from the beginning I started working with colors that certain colors have certain vibrations, not just connect with the five elements, but also that are influencing the quantum field. Hmm. And so certain colors really resonate, not just with, um, I would say, your body, but also with your soul and and helps you to express your purpose of your soul. Hmm. And so I started to understand there were 24 specific colors that are also connected in with the birthday. And as people using these colors, it's like their soul purpose is easier to manifest. And that is actually mm. very important to me. Is it, so is your, um, your, you said you were in a lot of affinity with orange in terms of a color. Is black a color in your? Um, oh, it is not because that's actually connect with the yin-yang symbol, aside the white and the black. So it's actually um, considered the yin energy, like the calmness, like the void. Um, but the 24 quantum colors are really colors that I would say are existing in nature, right? And um, so it, it is a pop of color. So 
Um, black is not one of them, but black can be used with any of them, for sure. That is not a problem. And sometimes people, especially when they are in cities that are very intense, very uh, busy, just to calm themselves down, people will wear a lot of black to just find a balance. Like, for example, New York City is known as the city where a lot of people love to wear black uh, uh, dresses or clothes. Right. Or, right? Because it's such a super busy city. So if people would wear, on top of it, a lot of colors, I think they would, you know, be over... Um, Simulated, yes. It would be too much. Yes. Right? So... Uh, yeah, I would say that's kind of what you see. But then people that are more in an area where it's not so busy, I think that are more in the um, farmlands and so on, um, they would actually, or the suburbs, they would wear more colors mm-hmm. because it's not so busy there, right? So it's like we're, we're tuning into it. And some for some people, um, especially depending on the element that is strong for them, they will wear a lot of watercolors, and black is considered a watercolor, but like the deep, deep water where everything is calm. Right, the deep waters. So how could people do, or what could they do right away that could start to change or influence their lives just if they were to take away one tip? What would they start Uh, with? Well, I, I would say the first thing I would love for them to do is to kind of go back into their home with new eyes. Like, look at their eyes, have a little notebook with you, and like, where is the clutter? Um, what is broken? What are the images that are still hanging out there? Is this still me? Like, you have to understand that your home is an extension of yourself, and it's possible that what you're having around you is just telling a different story than what you really would love to have. And so, for example, if somebody is single and they start counting the images with single women. They're like, oh, my God, I have so many around me. So the question is, perhaps that was at a certain point okay for you, but it is still what you desire in life. Or you look at the pictures and you're thinking, oh, I have a lot of pictures of my kids when they were like three, five years old, now right. they're 20, right? So, so make notes. So start really becoming aware of your home again as an energy field. And if that is a place to help to manifest your dreams, is that really still aligned with the dreams that you have? So that's the first step I always suggest to people. Okay, so look at it, see where the clutter is, maybe see what can be updated or upgraded or even removed, and then and then start on that level. And do you recommend starting with your bedroom or changing colors or well, first thing I would suggest to people is indeed the bedroom because the bedroom is where we are re-energizing and refocusing ourselves. It's also where we start our day and where we end our day. So a lot of times people come into the bedroom with a lot of clutter. That's like unfortunately a place where I find the most clutter in people's homes. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So whatever I found on nightstands you have no idea. Wow. So from from old socks to lingerie to tax returns. I mean, you, you find everything there. But just like think about it, make it peaceful and and just see if that is representing what you want in your life. Like, first of all, it's love. You know, you want love in your life. And so are there images of you and your loved ones? Uh, but especially don't focus too much on your extended family or your family-in-law. Focus on you and your partner and or 
you and your children. Don't put too many pictures up on your children because then they want to hang out too much with you in the bedroom. So just, you know, make sure it is loving and peaceful and really beautiful colors that are good for the bedroom or earth tones that, that are the beiges, the browns, the pinks, the yellows, the um, the oh. orange. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, I thought it would be more like the reds and so forth, but we'll talk a little bit more about what we can do and we'll break it down per room and also for your own personal energy number. We're going to find out about that when we come back. You are listening to Coast to Coast AM. Welcome back to Coast to Coast AM. I am Lisa Gar, and my guest is an energy master and expert teacher on feng shui, Marie Diamond. And... Marie, we were talking before the break about one of the best rooms in the house for you to be able to change, and you started to start with the bedroom. But you said to go for neutral tones in the bedroom, not any type of fiery tones. Well, you know, you can always add some fire tones, but if you do too much red, because red is considered a fire element in the five elements uh, theory, then you will get all the time on alert. And so when people do red curtains, red carpet, red, um, you know, tapestry, what happens is that people go into too much fire. And when we have too much fire around us, we don't sleep. And people have more arguments and conflicts. So you can add some, like, red pillow, or you can do, like, a red candle, like, acupuncture things, like, little things, you can do that. But the, the too much red, you try to avoid in the bedroom, and also too much blue, because blue is considered water element, and when people have too much blue around them, then they go into a field of drowning themselves energetically, so they get more emotional, they get less focused. So these are the two colors that we definitely try to avoid. You can definitely do colors that are like more metal, white, gold, silvers, copper. That is very nice. But just the fire and the water elements you try to avoid. And also water images, literally, because too much time when people have water images around them, again, they feel subconsciously that they are drowning because the mind doesn't make a difference between the image and what is really there. It, it stays visualizing as a water vibration. Mm, interesting. The image I have in the back of my Zoom for years is water. I, I should maybe switch that. <laughs> what What do you suggest in terms of an office space? What would be good colors for an office? Well, for an office, you can go a little bit more stronger, right? Because it's like it's an active energy. Um, but I, I like very much if people, depending on where the location is of the the office, like it's possible they love to work with uh, greens, with flowers. Um, if some people love to work more with stripes, that is all fine. You can do a little bit more intense colors, but depending what is the direction of the space. Because if it's in the north, I would do different colors than in the south. In the south, I would definitely add a, a wall of red because that gives you fire to work. But then in the north, I would do a, a wall of blue because that will create you, give you more focus. So it depends of the location of the compass, to be honest, for your office. And tell me a little bit about the app that you have because it has a built-in compass and it's a free app, which is fantastic. Yeah, so, you know, one of the things when we're working with feng shui, we try to tap into what I call the wind energy. And so the wind energy is different from 
for everyone. And so, you know, based on your birthday and your birth gender, you create actually an energetic profile. And the app, they can go to the app stores and go to put in Marie Diamond. They will get my free app. And it will give you, ask you to put these two things in, your birth gender and your birthday. And so it creates a calculation. It's not like typical numerology that you add all the numbers up. It's, it's much more complicated. And so you will get to a certain number between one and nine. And it gives you like an archetype. Uh, for example, I'm a connector. You are something else. And so it gives you, and that's the most important thing, it gives you four compass directions, four wind directions that are strong for you. And that's for the rest of your life. And so there's always a wind direction that gives you success and money, one for your health, one for your relationship, and one for your wisdom. And wisdom is all about your connection with God. Because feng shui is an energy system. It's not a belief system. So we can work with any belief system and any religious uh, background. And so what people then do, they will get a special compass because most people don't know how to work with a compass anymore to figure that one out. So I created a special compass for each energy number. And when you have downloaded that, you will see it in the in the uh, the app, and you will see there are these directions, these four directions, and there are also four directions that do not work well for you. And you hold that compass in the center of the room that you are staying the most in, and that's your bedroom at night, your workspace, that's like eight hours a day, and then your social life, that's the rest of your time, uh, is in the living room or the family room. And so you hold the compass in the center and you see what is in that direction. For example, you want more success, you want more money, look at what is in that direction. And for example, the southwest is my success direction, so I make sure it's always clear of clutter. And then I put there things that I resonate with for my success and money. Like, for example, I have books, so I put my books out there. I have awards. I put awards there. I also put there my bank statements. I put there my contracts. But for somebody else, it could be that, you know, you have other products or services. You have business cards. You have a logo of a company. Or you just have books, really, on money and leadership, things that you feel resonant with. And then you look for each direction, like what is there and what do I want to place there? Ah, so now in this app, you can go into a room, if it's your office or if it's a bedroom or a living room, whatever, and you can stand in the center and you can activate this compass on the app, and then it can tell you your personal success direction, your personal health direction, and my um, my uh, number is a um, seven, my um, energy number, and... Yeah. And then I can click on it and it tells me my various um, uh, areas of my room that should be the strongest for me. And that's Correct. super helpful. And then what to do in those particular areas, which I find fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, and it works totally together with the book Feng Shui Your Life mm-hmm. because we go step by step. It's like almost like I am with you right through the process. Um, of really activating. So this is a more advanced technique of feng shui because it's personal, right? And so it's really interesting what sometimes we find. Like, uh, you know, I had this uh, woman and 
she wanted romance in her life. And in her relationship direction, she had an, an image of, um, you know, Jesus laying dead on the lap of his mother. Mm. You know, let's yeah. be honest, that's a beautiful religious image, but it's not great for relationships. <laughs> oh, no, it isn't. It is, yeah. The, the... So I, I told her, I said, you know, let's put that in perhaps your wisdom direction. That's more your connection with God. But, you know, let's go for a picture, you know, of a couple that is happy, perhaps dancing, right? And she's like, it's so interesting. Um, I have such a hard time finding romance. And um, I said, well, you know, let's let's clear this out. Let's change that. Let's update this a little bit. And so within a few weeks, her old boyfriend uh, came back into her life, and, and ultimately they got married again. And she said, it was wow. because we first, when we first break, bro, uh, broke up, it's actually when I did hang that image in my relationship. Mm, it belongs in the St. Peter's Basilica. <laughs> it's yes, a beautiful, it beautiful it's, monument. Oh, no, you can hang these things if you want, but then in the right area, right? So you have to think about, you know, everything needs to resonate with you and everything is a message. And we sometimes forget that we have a story in our mind, but the story around us needs to align. Fascinating. And we don't even know that these are the types of things. Now, what about having things around the house that are broken, like a, you know, a um, broken wing off of an angel or a crystal angel or something like that? Are these things that you can actually, that you should remove from, um, you know, broken picture frames, things like that, uh, broken glass? I, I am I'm for removing it and repairing it can be sometimes possible without really seeing the, the problems, you know, with it. Mm -hmm. So if you can, you, you definitely are okay with that. But, you know, it's, sometimes people are just not aware of how it affects them. Like, I remember this man, and he was complaining all the time. He had problems with his elbows and his knees. And so... Interesting enough, when I looked around his house, he had a lot of Greek statues around where the man was without arms and legs. And so I said, why do you do that? He said, oh, I really love that. And I said, but you're all the time saying I have no arms and no legs. So why don't you remove them? Because in, in a way, they look like broken, right? Mm -hmm. They were not really broken, but they look like broken. And so he removed that. And... Of course, it's not that suddenly his arms and legs start being better, but he attracted a really good um, um, chiropractor that started helping him to improve his health. So it's not always that it changes right away, but it's like people will come your way or opportunities will come your way to help you to change your direction in that field. Mm. So what about if you have a specific goal, like you want to find a new job or you want to um, increase your um, your profitability. Is there a specific thing that you can do or a ritual or type of a ceremony that you can do around feng shui that allows you to, because I know that you did this to attract a um, uh, you being on the secret, right? And yeah. also various things. So, yeah, so what I do is, first of all, is I, I have always a vision board, right? And so I put on my vision board, you know, both the goals and both images connected with that goal. 
And so, for example, I wanted to be in a movie seen by millions of people. So I put that on my vision board, writing, and I put that in my success direction. It's very important if you want to get a new job, you have to focus on your success direction. And you can even write it down what exactly you want and put it on an index card, or an affirmation card, and put it in your success direction. Even if you don't see it all the time, it's just it's energetically present there. And then always put a symbol connected with that. Like I had this client, and she really wanted to have a job with Google. And I said, why don't you take a, you know, I would say a picture of the logo of Google and put it in a gold-looking frame because gold-looking is always creates abundance, creates the potential, the full potential of something. And so I asked her to place it there. And, um, you know, a few weeks later, she told me like, oh, I started um, really getting, you know, um, headhunted by some companies that are working with Google. So I said, oh, great. So their major client is Google. And so we're three years later. Now she's running a department in Google. So, but it's really interesting. It's like, it's almost like by putting it there, you're giving yourself the permission, not just in your mind, but also in your environment, that you're part of that. So one of the things I've seen that you can also activate it, and that's based on your different direction, um, you can then activate it perhaps with a crystal or a plant that is blooming or could be with a fountain that you can place it. So depending on the direction, you can add on some symbols to it or some activations to make it stronger. And, and that's kind of how it works. So you put the image of something that you want in a gold frame and you put it in the success center of the office and... Um, add maybe a crystal or something to enhance the energy. Yes, and so it's like, but you have to keep it decluttered, right? And okay. one of the things that I suggest to people is to also, especially if you want to heighten your productivity, get more opportunities, get better paid, get uh, easier promotion, is to make sure that when you are sitting in your office or the place where you work, to always see the door, so when you see the door, then you see the people coming in. And that means the door to the hallway, not the door to the bathroom or mm. the closet, but just really the door to the people coming towards you. So if you're, for example, sitting with a desk against the wall or you're sitting against the window, you're actually literally with your back to the door. You're not seeing the people coming in. Even if it's online, energetically, um, you have no control of the room. And so when you're sitting with the desk against the wall, I always say you are uh, will go easier in procrastinating because it's like you're hitting the wall uh, of creativity, hitting the wall of productivity, of financial um, prosperity. But also if you look towards the window, you know, I always say money doesn't come through the window, right? So it's like people can't come in there. So make sure you see the door and there's space on the other side of your desk and make sure your desk is totally decluttered and organized so that you're very focused on what you are working at. Mm-hmm. And you don't have empty coffee cups and so forth laying around, that you've got your desk very clean. I went through a massive, after I spoke with you on my um, radio show, on the Aware Show, I 
decluttered my entire office. Like I took out bags and bags of stuff because I get a lot of incoming books and, and paperwork and so forth. And I really took a lot of that out and created a lot of space in my office. And I I left it that way. <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh, so much better. I love it. Every time I walk in there, there's empty space on the desk and there's a space for everything and the floors are clear and I just love it. I took out an old rug. It was just uh, feels really good every time I walk in there. So it resets my energy because I spend a lot of time in there. And yeah. And it's like, think about our, our body. We don't rest all the time in the same clothes. Yeah, we are we are changing our clothes regularly. Now, not that we have to do that every day in the house, but, you know, to refresh it, that's the first step. So many times just letting go of things and then giving it to charity or goodwill or to friends, you know, people that are perhaps interested in the books that you don't want to longer use. Yes. You know, it just gives like a feeling of space. Yes. space around you, there's space in your mind, there's space in your heart, space in your life to attract new things in your life. Yep. There's, there's also a lot of great Goodwill bookstores and you can drop these uh, uh, books off to the Goodwill bookstores and people come in and they just love it. It's, you know, it's great to recycle things like that and give other people a chance to learn what you've benefited from learning and, um, and move it on. So I think, that's a great thing to do at the beginning of the year. And you can just start with one or two things or maybe five and it becomes, I swear, a hormone releases in the brain and it's just like detox, <laughs> get it out. <laughs> I don't know. So true. No, it's a wonderful thing to do. And, you know, you know, we read a book once, you know, and then, you know, we can still use it if we want to, but um, you know, most of the books we don't reread, right? And so somebody else could really benefit from that same knowledge just in that book. Yes, absolutely. Now, um, so in terms of starting with the bedroom and then moving to a place where you have an office space, or if you, even if it's in a section of your kitchen or your living room, you can still organize the desk so that it has clarity and brings in abundance. You can use the app to find your success center of the room and so forth. So there's a lot of things that you can do. I love how you've kind of brought the entire, the app has brought uh, Feng Shui into the 21st century. And I think that's really super powerful. Um, When we come back, we're going to find out how people can start learning more about this, maybe become uh, their own Feng Shui practitioner and What's also the most important thing that you've seen that people do wrong in their houses? So we'll come back and go through more details with Marie Diamond. And in the meantime, you can check out her app. It's just search Marie Diamond or go onto the website, which is mariediamond.com. We will be right back. You're listening to Coast to Coast AM.